it out yet. Our service today has been dedicated to folks sharing how they've been on mission with God in these past weeks as they've been out traveling literally around the world. And uh, it's my challenge now to, to bring that to kind of a conclusion for all of us. And let me use an experience out of our, my Rwandan trip and with that bring us to a closure. And I am aware of the time. I know you're eager to rush out into the rain and get home. And um, on the Thursday of our trip, we were traveling through the northwest part, north central part of, of Rwanda and visiting some of the churches in a local countryside. And we came later in the day, later than we were supposed to, to the northwest city of Jasini. Uh, it was located on Lake Kivu, which is a large lake on the western side of the northern side of the country, on the border with the Democratic Republic of the Congo. As we arrived, uh, the children had already been dismissed. They had intended to greet us, and, but that we were so late they needed to get home and find something to eat. And a small choir had remained behind to sing for us. And we were greeted by a number of pastors who had traveled literally hours to get there to meet us. And we met in what we would call a very humble structure, just cement block and a tin roof with trusses that were made out of tree trunks. The pastors were grateful to meet us and they told us about the work there, how they had started a secondary education school, a school basically like our high school public education, Rwanda is just first through seventh grade, and they had started a boarding school, and they talked to us a little bit about some of the travails that they had had. They also had a nursery school, and they had finally been able to lure an international um, relief agency to come and to function out of their facility. And, and while we were there, literally just a stone's throw from the Dominican, from the the, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which has been full of strife as people fight for control, for power over the country. And on the shores of Lake Kivu, complete with beach and a resort hotel, as we sat there in this small little humble church, the call for prayer went out across the city, the Muslim call for prayer. We had passed a mosque on the way into the city. As I reflected on that experience a little later, it, it just struck me what, what a, a micro picture Jacini was to literally the spiritual dynamic that goes on around the world. Here we were in one of the tiniest countries in Africa, Rwanda, up in a remote city, way away from the capital. And here were all the spiritual dynamics of the world taking place. You had the world religions leading people in a faith that can't produce life. And you hear the call echoing out over the city to come and follow me in a path that doesn't lead to life. Then just down the street, you had the, the beautiful lake and the, the beach and the Western kind of materialistic type of life where it's about indulgence and, and, and pleasure and, and let's make sure we get our comforts and all that kind of lure that goes with it. And then just across the border into the Congo, there's all the strife and conflict that occurs when we seek to be on top. And you see all these temptations, all these calls that are taking place. And in the midst of it was this small little church that doesn't even have the resources to update their building to meet the government's mandate to have a new roof and actually have glass in their windows instead of having wooden shutters. They don't even have the financial resources for it, but they were being the light of the world in that place. And the darkness has not overcome it. It was a powerful image to see and... It was a great reminder to me that all of us, more than just answering the call, we were made by God to stand in the gap in the places that are our world, 
and to drive back the darkness with God's marvelous light. In the midst of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, He said, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled on by men. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. What struck me as I think back upon that experience, seeing the world in microcosm, the same world that we live in every day in the places that we call home and the places that we call our place of employment and our families, is that there is an, inevi- there is an inevitableness to being on mission. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Unfortunately, as Jesus recognizes right up front, we can be crummy missionaries. We can be salt that's lost its flavor and it's good for nothing. It can just be thrown out. But we will inevitably be witnesses, missionaries for God. There is no way to avoid that call, that challenge. And so just as there is a need for missionaries in Rwanda and South Africa and the Isle of Espanol and cities all across the Muslim world, there's a need and a call for missionaries on Maple Street in Sterling and Water and High Street in Clinton, Main Street in Holden, Mechanic Street in Lemonster, the places where we worked. And we've been designed by God to fulfill that role. And we may be crummy at it, but that's not what God wants for us. As I sat there among these simple pastors who have the Bible in their own language, seventh grade education, and no other resources, and yet they're taking their nation for Christ, I recognize again the need to intentionally be on mission, to answer the call. You don't light a lamp to put it under a bushel basket. You light a lamp to put it up on a lampstand. You're intentional with it so we can give light to all who are in the house. So let your light shine before men. This intentionality. I wonder if we have a strategy in our personal mission to reach our world for Christ. I'm not talking all the world. I'm talking about my world and your world for Christ. Do we have a plan? Do we have that intentionality? I think often not. I think you see the, the need for that intentionality in this imagery of the salt. You know, salt, we, we were in a culture where there is no electricity. There is no refrigeration. You make today what you're going to eat because there is no microwave to use it tomorrow. But the way you preserve things is to literally rub the salt into it, just like they did in the ancient world. The only way that we can save the world that's around us, to keep it from putrefying literally in our midst, is to intentionally mix ourselves into it as the salt of the world. So I, as we've heard stories about those who have been to the Dominican Republic and to Haiti, to South Africa, and to the orphanages and the holes of Durban. So we've heard about those who have walked the streets of a Muslim city where literally just a, just a handful of folks call upon the name of the Lord. As we've been in a nation that's trying to rebuild itself from an incredible genocide. And we look at what God is doing there. We have to ask ourselves, will we answer the call here in our world? Let's pray together.